Happy New Year, everybody. Welcome back to The One Thing Podcast. I'm Chris Dixon. Today, I want to talk to you about setting goals in 2023 and some of the process that we believe in and our approach here at The One Thing that begins with purpose, that drives our priority, that ultimately lets us lead a life of productivity towards the things that we want to achieve. Now, I'm going to have one of our experienced trainers and coaches on the podcast with us today, and his name's Mark Donahue. And Mark and I are going to talk through our approach and what we recommend for our process to set goals in 2023 and the things that you should do to reflect, to cast a vision, to evaluate your vision, to understand your purpose, the why, like why are you setting goals in this area of your life, how you can prioritize the things that really matter in alignment with that goal and stay in a productivity space so that you can actively work and form a relationship with the goal that you've created to achieve really anything you want this year relative to a bigger vision that you have for yourself. We're doing some wonderful things inside of our membership and as a part of our community this year in 2023 to step our game up and how we can support you on your journey with different tools, resources, learning opportunities, and just enhancement overall and our ability to help you transform how you view, set, and achieve your goals to accomplish anything you want this year. We believe your time is an investment, so we hope you choose to invest that time with us and our membership and as a part of our community. And today on this podcast, I'd like to share a little bit about what we're up to and hope that you will join us. So let's go talk to Mark Donahue. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to The One Thing Podcast. I'm Chris Dixon, and today I'm joined with Mark Donahue, and we're lucky to have him. He's one of the coaches and trainers at The One Thing, and he is a longtime uh, participant member that we absorbed into our world because of his uh, incredible skills and his training abilities. So before I steal all your thunder, Mark, why don't you give an introduction for the listeners? Yeah. Hey, thanks, Chris, for having me. And good to speak with everybody again. My Jenny and I, my wife, have been around the the community now for this is our fifth year. We've made some great friendships and accomplished some unbelievable results. And um honored to sit in the seat as a coach now on the team because there's not an area of my life that this really hasn't affected. I mean, it's changed the way we talk to our kids. It's changed the way that we set goals in our relationship with each other, our finances. It's it is truly an unbelievable approach to life and just living on your own terms. So I'm excited to share and and be here. Thanks. Yeah, of course. And you, you've been on the podcast before pre my mm-hmm. tenure, but uh, thanks for coming back on. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. We, we were honored to, to be on an, an episode before with uh, prior hosts and we actually were featured too in the goal setting retreat. So we've, we've been, uh, we've been around for a little bit of time. We're excited to continue to give back. So thanks again for the opportunity. Yeah. Yeah. Mark, Lives and breathes the one thing. He teaches it every day in our community. He's he leads our front uh, in inside of our our membership, which we'll maybe we'll talk about a little bit about today. Yeah. And he does training all over the world with uh, all different sorts and types. And recently, in our annual goal setting retreat, did a really powerful presentation around core values. And I know that's something you're really passionate about. Yeah, absolutely. Well. It, the core values, as you know, Chris, they lead to our purpose. And we're going to get into that a little bit today, I'm, I'm assuming. So uh, why that matters and how setting some goals around purpose establishes our priorities and helps us drive productivity, which is, I think, what we're all after. Absolutely. And I'm, I'm glad you went there. And today, it's it's early January. It's goal setting season. And what we wanted to to discuss for you all today was some fundamentals and an approach around goal setting. And it's the new year, and it's a great opportunity to really gut check and consider where we want to end up this year and the things we want to go after. And there's a process and approach that we believe in that we call the three P's. And it starts at the foundation with your purpose that drives your priority, what you prioritize, and ultimately leads to the things that you can produce, your productivity in life. And if you think of it like an iceberg analogy, above the waterline is what you'll see is the the productivity. And that's the output. In, In a business, it could be the profit. Uh, in your personal life, it could be the things that you're creating for yourself, your family, your wealth. Uh, but just below the waterline, in order to create those those things, the things that you produce is your ability to prioritize what matters most mm-hmm. in alignment with that production. And to know what you should prioritize just beneath that layer is is your purpose. And maybe that's where we should start, Mark, when we talk a little bit about purpose and what that means for you. Yeah, sure. Well, 
Uh, the first thing I'd love to call out that I've experienced as a, not only as a coach, but now as a, as a member myself, Chris, is when I came in and we started, I read this, the book five, six years ago, looked at the iceberg and I went, man, purpose, that is a daunting task, right? We, I think most people, when they think about their purpose, it, it's an, it can be overwhelming. And I, what I've come to learn and accept in my own life is that purpose can be temporary, right? It can be something that this is my purpose for the season of life that I'm in now. I've got young kids that I didn't have before. And I, you know, I'm in a different spot in my financial life that I didn't, that I wasn't before. So our purpose has changed. And so I think allowing ourselves to have a purpose that maybe only lasts for a year or two years or three years, but allows us to get clear in our priorities is more important than finding out what our big purpose for the rest of our lives that we can never change has to be. So I would say if you're just starting out and you're starting to set goals and you want to follow that one thing approach, what what is the purpose that you have for now? It could be that I want to have a great marriage. I want to have a great spiritual life. I want to increase my physical health. I, I want to overcome this challenge. I want the promotion. You know, I want to be the the best in my, in, a, in a hobby or an area. But set you know when we start talking about goals, Chris, that that purpose can be a three or five year purpose. It doesn't have to be a twenty five. This is why the whole reason I was placed on the earth and it will never, ever change. And so give yourself some freedom in that. Yeah, that's a great point. And if, if that feels uncomfortable, I mean, if you, if you can go there, right, that's that's not a bad place to be. Like if right. you can have that clarity, but for to your point, for so many people that feels like, it's like, I just can't answer that question yet. So mm-hmm. get get some momentum and start down this process. Even if what purpose is for you is, is a more short term, it could be three years if, if that feels good and you can wrap your mind around that. And then what you'll find is pretty quickly as you build skill in this in this process, your vision gets much longer. You can see over the horizon into a, a greater distance for yourself and you start having those conversations both with you, but probably the people around you, your mm-hmm. family, your sphere of influence. And then you're you become a lot more acute in the ability to identify where you want to be at greater distances or at least have that conversation. Yeah. Someone someone shared the I, I forget the quote who said it now, but it's if you know, if I can see farther, it's just because I've climbed up the mountain farther, right? And I know there's a, another spin off this. I stood on this, standing on the shoulders of people who went before me. But if you think of this goal setting journey in your life as climbing this mountain, every time you you add another hundred feet, the perspective changes. And so, you know, get started. Find out what you want to do now. Is there something you want to fund? Something you want to accomplish? Is there something you want to master? That can be your purpose for now. Start setting some goals, go down the process, get started, get some feedback. And then if you need to make an adjustment to it, that's okay. That's okay. Yeah, well said. What I do or how I explain purpose, especially for somebody that's that's really trying to get started in this process to, to make it a little bit more tangible and even further down, um, I still view it this way. It's For me, purpose is this relationship between the goals that you set and your values. Mm-hmm. And that for me helps define purpose. And from that, you can produce perhaps like a, a vision statement or something that you, you kind of hang on your wall that really helps define you. And that that's great. And that's a, that's super motivating. But for me, it's this relationship between the goals that you set at whatever interval is appropriate, three years, maybe now, uh, even if it's one year to start, great. There's some pros and cons to that. But you know, as far as you can imagine, the more that that's going to, it's going to help you, but then know your values, like what matters most. And you, you're looking through your values, like a lens to, to help make decisions or even define your goals. Right. That's a great takeaway. Eating healthy is an investment. It's an investment in yourself, but it also often requires an investment of your time. But good news is Factor has delicious ready-to-eat meals that are ever fresh and never frozen. They're chef-created, dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. With Factor, you can choose from a weekly menu of up to 35 options, including popular things like Calorie Smart or Keto Direction or Protein Plus or Vegan and Veggie. Also discover 60 more add-ons every week like breakfast on the go, lunch snacks, beverages to help you stay fueled, feel good all day. And we know our listeners here at The One Thing are focused on health and health goals. That's why we choose to partner with Factor. And if you visit factormeals.com slash 150 and use code 150, you can get 50% off your first month plus 20% off your next month. Again, that's factormeals.com slash O-N-E-5-0 and use code O-N-E-5-0 to get 50% off your first month plus 20% off your next month. When someone's trying to 
leverage purpose or establish some goals? Like, is there anywhere that you would recommend they start from your experience to put some goals on the board or get some clarity? Well, I, the first thing, of course, I, I tend to want people to consult is their core values, right? So, so can you go in and find out what those are? And of course, we have a ton of resources for people to be able to do that, um, to be able to identify what those core values are, because it's a great indication of how we can start to live in fulfillment and what we really value. Um, I don't know about your experience, Chris, but a lot of people that that I've helped through this process tend to want to set a, a purpose around a financial number or, or net worth or financial independence. And as they do the core values, they realize it's not about the money. It's not about a net worth. It's about what a, a cause that they can support or a feeling that they can you know, live in every day. And so core values are a great place to start as a reference. And then I would also encourage you to be willing to set uncomfortable goals. So not necessarily big goals just for the sake of a big goal, but what's something that's going to force you to change the way that you think or your approach to things. Some people say double your goal, like think of a goal and then double it. And I think the exercise there, Chris, really is more about don't let your goals be restricted by your current abilities, your current resources or, or mindset. Allow yourself to stretch and, and set a goal that may be uncomfortable and then design the plan to start becoming the person that can achieve that. We call that goal setting to the now, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and, and it, what we like to use is three arcs to, I think, define the the size of a goal. And if 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 that's what you're referring to, and it's in the at the very, I think, achievable end of that is doable. Like it's that you set a goal that feels like you can do it. By definition, it's doable. So it's it's within your current set of resources and skills and knowledge. And then you, what you just mentioned, you have a stretch goal, which also by definition means you're going to have to stretch for it. Maybe right. it's just at your fingertips. It's right there. It's something mm -hmm. you could do, maybe shift some things around, give it more focus. It's going to make you, you know, I think, uh, pay more attention is the right way to say it to get there. But then we've got this, this third realm that we like to, to reference, which is possibility. And that's where it's uncomfortable and it makes you feel like, I don't know how I could do that. And that's intimidating. And I kind of go back and forth on like where, when and where I share this uh, with people because it, it tends to, to, I think, maybe throw them off the rails. If, if I, you don't do a good enough job explaining what we mean when we say this, you could say something like, oh, you know, I want to, you know, go hiking. I've used this example. I want to go hiking and, you know, do, do more of that kind of activity. I'm like, well, what if it's something like you want to summit 10, 14,000 foot peaks in the next five years. And they're like, yeah, you lost me. <laughs> and so you're trying to strike a balance of like push yourself. And you mentioned this before mm -hmm. to set a goal that's going to force you to change and grow. Um, and this is something else that we we say, but that it really is more about then what it informs for you and like what you have to right. go do and learn. And, and, and in this case, you'd have to go train probably to be successful. Yeah. I, I've, I've uh, recently kind of, started explaining these three arcs doable stretch and possible as doable as if I just kind of got focused stretch is if I, where most people go to accomplish a stretch goal, Chris is I, if I worked more hours, if I worked harder or more hours, and we know that, you know, working long hours tends to cheat us out of what it means to have a life relationships, you know, enjoyment, fulfillment. But when you go to possibility goals, you kind of have to throw out the playbook. You have to redesign your approach to things. And, um, if that that is the key exercise. Is if I if I wasn't limited by what I currently can do, and anything was possible, nothing's a bad idea. What would I want to accomplish? And then start with that in mind, and then pull that backwards because it forces you to design the plan. To your point, and that's exactly where you know the the, the book, the one thing, and and of course our, our team can come and help and and support people on that path of how do we design that? How do we break that down into actionable steps every single week, every single day? Yeah. And the, and the one of the bigger values, or I would say, I guess, benefits of of thinking out into the future is, is in working your way back in this goal setting to the now is that you break yourself free of the limitations that you see today. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. we just, it's hard to have the the vision to understand what's possible if you're if you're just thinking about you know this year or even next year. It's 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 pretty limiting. Versus if you say, okay, let's go out, out into the future someday. Yeah. Yeah. I would agree. Okay. So we know that 
maybe you've done this. Maybe you have a vision and you have some clarity on where you want to go. And it, we're into the new year. Maybe you've already set some goals uh, and or you're about to. Uh, it's a good time to just check in on your progress towards that vision. Make the adjustment. Right. If 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 you said, okay, I want to be here in 10 years and we're on year three, like how are you doing on that path? What, what adjustments do you have to make to feel like you're back on track? If you do, if you're off track or if you're on track or ahead, that's mm-hmm. fantastic. Keep celebrating. What are you what are you doing that's working for you that you want to keep doing, right? Yeah. What what can you pull forward? You know, what are the lessons that you learned from I I, I love that idea of a of a gain mentality. You know, we tend to think in absolutes, right? Did I accomplish my goals or not? But if you look back and you say, like, let's say you're you're exactly what your point, three years into this journey of a 10-year goal, and uh, you look and you say, oh, I didn't hit my goals last year, but man, I got 80% of the way there. And that's 150% farther than you would have gone if you didn't have the goal at all. That's still a huge win. And that is a that is a gain mentality versus the gap. And we tend to look at, I want to get to this goal. And if I don't get there, then it's failure. And the truth is, is that it's to what you said earlier, the goal is all about who we become in the process. It's all about like, can we be appropriate in the moments of lives that, that, are, that matter? Well, if that's the case, then we need to celebrate the gain, I think, more than the actual accomplishment, because sometimes you'll accomplish it. That's huge. That's when, but there's a lot of lessons you pick up along the way. Yeah, well said. And we talk a lot about reflection and, mm-hmm. and the value of that. And as you flip the new year, you know, it's this nice milestone to look back and say, well, I set, hopefully, if, if not, no problem. You can still ask a lot of these questions, but hopefully you set some goals and did I achieve them? And to your point, though, it's, it's, there's value regardless if you got there or not. There is so mm-hmm. much to take away from the reflection. And more often than not, even recently, uh, going through this with, with those that we coach and we teach, you find that there's, there's some reflection often, but the depth might not be there. There's a lot to unpack in there and, and go a little deeper. It's like, okay, well, did you get there? Yes or no. And because just the nature of how we're, we're going through things and life moves so fast and business moves mm-hmm. so fast, you're just like, we didn't get there. Let's reset, set new goals and go, but you really should dig in. Like what, what happened? Did you, did you get there or no? No. Well, why? What, what happened? That's it's okay. I mean, it's it's ideal if you hit it, but if you don't, that's okay. What's the thing that you need to change, adjust, do differently? Like slow down to go fast, as our as our teammate Brooke likes to say. <laughs> like slow down so that you can understand what it's going to take to go fast and and dig in. So in that vein, what are some questions or things that you leverage to do reflection at this level? Well, I, you know, the first one, of course, is the ones that we kind of put out there pretty commonly. Like, how did I do this last week? You know, what what when I look at my goals that I set, how did I actually do? And then, you know, if I if I turn that, well, I say turn the goal green, what that means is I accomplished it, right? If I turned it green, then to your, you know, you said this just a minute ago, what, what can I celebrate? That's the first question I want to ask when something goes green. I, I, in coaching, have developed this theory. It's a working theory. So give me a little grace on this one, right? But I call it the curse of the high achiever. And, and when we start to, when I, when we have a coaching client that comes on, the first question that I ask is, what's the last accomplishment that you celebrated? And it's unbelievable how many times they say, I can't remember. I don't know the last thing. Like, what did you, like, what, how would you have celebrated something? I, I don't know. We didn't really celebrate anything. So you're telling me that you hit a major goal and you didn't celebrate it. You, you do what, uh, I believe it's Morgan, uh, Morgan Hay- Yeah, we'll come back. I believe it's Morgan Housel who said that when we, with our finances, we hit a financial goal and then we instantly move the goalpost, which means that we're constantly placing this unnecessary gap in our worlds. And so if you're a high achiever, you probably tend to do that. And the first thing that I want to ask is, what did I do well and what can I celebrate? Because as I have wins along the way, that I have found for me personally, celebrating the win, even if it's just for like, a night. I'm going to go out for a nice dinner. I achieved this goal. I want to go out for a nice dinner with the people that matter most to me. That gives me a lot of energy to continue down the path versus always feeling like I'm never good enough. I'm never hitting my goals. I'm always behind. I'm stressed. Like that's the first thing I want to ask. Like, how did I, what did I do well? What can how can I celebrate that? The second thing is what can I learn from the areas I fell short? Like what got in the way? 
of, of me achieving that? Is it something that's wrong with Mark and Mark's approach, my mindset, my activities, or is it life? Did life show up? And, and are those things that then I can correct or does it reveal pieces about me that I need to grow in? You know, we, you've, you've had a chance this, uh, this year to have a front row seat on a lot of the growth in my, in my life. And it's like, is it comfortable? No. Is it fun? No. But is it valuable and is it worth it? Yeah. A hundred percent. So where, where can I grow from those areas I've fallen short? So that way I become a better version of myself and in doing so the possibilities become more and more probable. And that's a, that's a big thing for me too. Um, yeah, I want, I, I want to ask you something ahead. there. Like the the the, I talk about this a lot, but there's there's a, a a growth zone, right? And it it's something that it feels uncomfortable. Um, I think on the surface, but I believe that there's a way to recognize and kind of train your brain to see that as uncomfortable, but know that it's growth and like be mm-hmm. attracted to it. Yeah, and I think that's it's. It might be, it might feel unnatural. And there's, there's a social inclination, I think, that, that we shouldn't go there. It's like we almost want to create comfortable. You know, Colin o- O'Brady, uh, he's, he's been on the podcast and mm-hmm. he's got a book called The 12 Hour Walk. And he, in, in his, the section of the book, when he talks about limiting beliefs, he, he ranks days on this scale of zero to 10. And he talks about the inclination to want to keep your days kind of between a five and a six because it just doesn't make you feel uncomfortable. But you, but in doing that, you miss all the tens, mm-hmm. and so it's it's really interesting. And I I think there's something to that just in general, where when you limit yourself and you put these brackets on, like how much you you move up and down, you you miss the opportunity to go down into those like days where it feels like a one or two, but those are the growth days that enable you to have the nines and the tens. Yeah, yeah. You know, Chris, I I um. I grew up in a in kind of the the church, and we would talk about mountains and valleys, right? And, and they say the mountain peaks are the mountain top experiences are are great, but it's where you re, you really learn and you really er, not earn your stripes, but you really kind of grow in the valleys. So it's the same thing, right? Ones and twos are the valleys, and the tens are the mountain tops. So yeah, and in in reflection, this is important to recognize that you know, hey, that you had some twos in there, but. Mm-hmm. There was an opportunity to grow and like, what's the lesson that you learned and, and, or what would you do differently? And I think that's really important to, to get to. It's like, what was, and you, you were calling this out, like, what was your, you know, your biggest opportunity? And like, I believe in kind of managing levels of thought in this, in these conversations and, and I say altitudes, but I'll, I'll try not to go into aviation analogies today, but the, the like try to manage the level of thought, like zoom out to like, what was like, just generally speaking, like what was my biggest opportunity in, in 2022 and try to understand like what that was. Like you said, maybe it was a mindset thing or some, what, whatever the opportunity was, ask the question then, okay, well, what's the one thing I can do differently in 2023 to move the needle, to, to grow in this area, to make sure that I'm considerate of not creating that challenge again for myself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the growth process, I think, is, let me me say it this way. I think the growth process for me has become more fulfilling than achieving the actual goals. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. And that's kind of what I was saying. It's like, once you can, I think, identify growth as being that thing, that opportunity that feels uncomfortable, then you, you gravitate towards it. And your success becomes the byproduct of what comes out of that growth. Yeah. I'd love to flip the question back to you, Chris, because I know for, you know, you've shared this year that your reflection times have grown in length. You've gone from like a 30 minute to like a now hour, maybe sometimes 90 minute reflection time. What are some of the questions that you use for yourself? Oh, yeah. You know, I, well, when I go in, this, this is great. When I go into reflection, I try to shift the question. You know, I'll, I'll, it, I think it's important to have a big question every time you're, you're going to reflect and then maybe have some kind of standard, um, you know, framework that you follow. But mm-hmm. it, it really, it evolves for me. And then I try to change it up so you don't get into a, like a repetitive um, cycle of, of just moving through it quickly and not taking right. time. So I think by changing the question, you can get some different insight. And I think it also just depends on what's been coming up. Like if I know there's like something that I need to spend some time on and maybe orient the question around that. And I'm, I'm not, not dodging your question, but I think no, it no, just depends on, on the circumstance. And I think it's important to change what your big question is, but use some consistent framework. Yeah. I, 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 there's a 
big nugget there that I don't want to gloss over. And that is sometimes we'll check the box. We'll, we'll go through our reflection times quickly and just kind of do it to, for the sake of doing it. And man, I don't know about you, but every time I do that, it always bites me. You know, it's like the next week, I don't show up at the same level. I don't have the same energy. My my goals for the week are not super strong or activities for the week are not strong. Like there's there's a power in giving that the, the space and time that it deserves. And, um, and I think we're both, we and we see it in our team, we see it in our, in our organization and with our coaching clients, the more time that you can actually invest into that reflection process, it really is an investment. Yeah, 100%. And I would add that there's probably some, I guess, uh, situational relevancy. Like it depends on like the velocity that you're moving at mm-hmm. that particular point. Like if, they, if you've got a lot going on that is not habitual for you, you've got a lot of change, you're trying to leverage a lot of willpower that it's, it's not, you're not in a, a consistent flow where you're doing the same things for, for days and weeks on end you're probably in a position where you need to have more regular reflection and mm. and set like smaller intervals like even daily and i can speak from my own experience it's it's something that that i found value in is just doing 15 minutes in the morning before you start the day to say what is success for today mm. in alignment with the week and the month and ultimately the year but just kind of zoom in and say okay yeah what would what would be success today set some goals and then set a couple stretch goals for the day like if if it goes really well what would be a stretch goal for today and typically i wouldn't go to the day like that i would just keep it in the week and just let the week flow but in in current state there's a lot of change going on in my life so there's there's a need to go in a smaller interval that's a really good call and it reminds me i got a couple mentors that ran five or six different businesses. And one of one of those mentors for me, uh, he shared that every day he would ask himself three questions. Well, you know, what did I do well today? What did I do that made me uncomfortable today? And who did I help today? And well, so I like that, that. that process of a daily reflection, especially I think as you get into, a, to your point, a more complex or more evolving or quickly moving life, it's probably, you're probably a hundred percent right there. So we, we started talking about reflection as, as a, a place to, before you get into setting goals, it's important to orient yourself on the on the prior year. And we're saying, hey, like, where, where'd you win? And where were your opportunities? And where, if you won in some areas, what's the thing you want to keep doing? Just pull that forward. If, if there is opportunity, what's the lesson that you learned? And call it out. Be honest with yourself about what those things were. And don't hide. Don't give yourself an opportunity to hide because it's not going to help you lean into the growth. That's It's important. So where do we go next? We've got some clarity. Uh, on prior year, we've we've considered our vision. If we if we don't have one, that's probably what we need to do is establish a vision for the future. If we've got an idea of like what success looks like in three, five, 10, 15, mm-hmm. 30 years, depending on how comfortable you are going through that process, uh, what would you do next or or have someone do to begin framing out their goals for the year? Yeah, I think it becomes now once we start to break that, we have that bigger vision, we bring that down closer to where we are. So let's get now, let's say we're talking about annual goals at this point in time. And where I think we tend to see a lot of opportunity is in making those goals really specific and really measurable. And what I have found, um, what I believe is that, I shouldn't say I found, what I what I believe is that the more specific we are in what it is that we're after, the more likely we are to actually achieve it. And so if you can become very specific on what the outcome is that you want and how you'll know you're successful in achieving it, that's where I would go next. Yeah. Yeah. If I, if I can maybe take us back one step there, is is there something like, I find, here's, here's my experience is sometimes people don't know where to set goals. Professionally, probably a little bit easier because you're going to derive your goals from a business plan um, if it's your business, obviously build your business plan. But if you're a member of a team or an organization, then you're going to look to that and you're going to be able to hook in and say like, hey, we've got these five goals as an organization. I I own a piece of two of them. Like but the derivative of that is like, I'm contributing this this thing and I can make that specific and measurable to your point. But I, I know you've experienced this, but for someone who's, they're, they're kind of buying into this vision concept and they're like, okay, like I, I want to live a life of financial freedom in 30 years. Something like that is what they've come up with, which is a great vision to have. Uh, and they're just trying to zoom into the year. And it's like, I don't, you know, I got that and I've got health. Thing. I'm like, I, what do I, there's everything. What do I focus on? Any, mm-hmm. any thoughts on where they could start or what they could do to give some clarity on where the areas of their life they'd like to set a goal? Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm what I'm, 
I would go to seven, the seven circles exercise, right? That's, that's a tool that we have. It's, it's found in the book and really simply it's, it's the seven circles of life that most of us have, you know, and uh, they're the spiritual, the personal, the physical health or, or physical mental health. You've got job, business, key relationships. I think that's seven. Um, if not, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, but those seven circles, then we can say, here's what my life, I want my life to look like in the future. Which one of these circles should I focus on now? That's going to make these other circles get easier. So this is how that worked for me, right? I, I really wanted to have a stronger relationship, like a, a stronger spiritual relationship. And so I, I really was focused on that, this one goal. And as I looked at these seven circles of my life, I realized in order for me to start to win in that, in that spiritual life and my business life and my finances, I needed to get some wins for me personally. And so I actually had to focus when I asked that question, which one of these circles would have the greatest impact on the others? Two years ago, my goal became, I really want to focus on my health because if I can show up in the mornings and I can beat the man in the mirror, that's the hardest opponent I have to deal with. And getting the win in that area made it easier for me to show up and do my devotions and it made it easier for me to show up and make the phone calls for my business. It made it easier for all those things became easier because I got calibrated on here are these seven circles in my life. One of them is going to have a greater impact. And then to start setting goals, again, specific and measurable in that circle that led me to win in the other areas. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. And so the, you're, you've got everything. If you're, if you're struggling to figure out like, man, <clears throat> and I, 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 it's easy to gravitate to the big things like mm-hmm. health and money. Those are the big yep. two that always show up. And it's, you, you naturally kind of go there. It's like, I want to work out more this year. I want to lose some weight. And those, those are great goals, not dismissing. Yep. But beyond yep. those, or I want to save more money and you can put a number on it beyond those two, sometimes it can be difficult to figure out like, what else is there? Like there's a lot of noise and everything. And so the seven circles that, that Mark mentioned, it's a great tool. It's a tool we use to calibrate. There's, there's other things out there that are great. Just a way to kind of narrow your focus down and put life into some buckets uh, and the bigger kind of chapters that, that things that focus on, like focus on like key relationships and everything else. And there's, Within each one of those, there's a world of things you could focus on yeah. as well, but at least it helps narrow your focus down to from everything into the bigger chapters of life where you can then kind of measure. And, and this is an exercise we do to just go through those circles and find your own rating system, be like A, B, C, D, F, or one to 10 is what we like to do. And just give yourself an honest score to say, like, how am I doing in these areas? And that could inform maybe you want to lift one up. Mm-hmm. Yep. Right. So you talked about specific and measurable goals. This year, I, I noticed in the social media sphere and the things, at least that that the algorithms have hooked me into, I've noticed people <laughs> are paying more attention to this. I saw it show up. I saw smart goals popping up all over the place and people setting uh, goals differently than I have seen in the past. So that's pretty cool to see. I think there's more awareness around that. Um, and people are getting like a little bit more finite in the goal that they set. And that's a great place to start. Uh, but it's not, it doesn't end there, right? We need to go a right. step further. Yeah, absolutely. If when we ask a question, is it possible to achieve this and still fail? That's, that's a question we could ask to find even more specificity in that goal. But if all you had is a great goal and you don't ever do anything about it, like you're wasting time. So yeah. we have to take that goal and they're like, you know, same shameless plug, but we have, there's some tools that can help you break that goal down into some specific milestones that you can hit at a monthly level. And then where the rubber really meets the road, Chris is breaking those, those milestones down into actionable steps you can take throughout the week. So if you imagine you set this big goal and you're really clear on what it is you want to accomplish someday in the future of all the things that are possible for your life, you now bring that back to a specific goal where you would need to be by the end of the year. And now we can take that goal and from its complexity, break it down to well, what are the activities I need to be doing? That's that's a really powerful process. And, and candidly, that process, that tool, we call it a 411 that tool has been the game changer for our lives, you know, for our marriage. And like I said, the way we handle our finances, the people we spend time with, it's because it takes it from a complex, cool idea. Like it'd be nice to hit this goal to a, no, like this is what I need to be doing today to start impacting that outcome. Yeah. 
Yeah, we, we we talk about these three P's being the 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 model, the approach of the one thing. And we spent the the first chunk of this call talking about purpose. Now we're moving into that next layer. Like you've mm-hmm. you've got your why, your why is your values, your goals that you've set, like in in my perspective. And then you move into now like prioritizing the things that you need to focus on uh this year, right? Yeah. In this case. And Mark's talking about the 411. Uh fun statistic. Uh that you are 76% more likely to hit your goals if you write them down and check in on them weekly hmm. and have conversations about them weekly. And that that's really prioritizing what matters most and staying accountable to them in a, in a process we call forming a relationship with your goals. And that can be a little bit, you're like, what does that mean when you say forming a relationship with your goals? But would you mind sharing your perspective on that <laughs> sure. Well, I, I come from the world of vision boards. Did you ever do one? Do you ever do oh, a vision sure. board? Yeah, mm-hmm. right. So I, I can't remember who it was that told me this, but but they said, imagine if the if your vision board, your goal was a person and it was a vision board. And you someone walked into your house and they saw your vision board, but you're around your goal, but that was a person. And you had pictures up on that thing and you looked at it and stared at it all the time. Like they would think you are a creeper stalker, right? Because there's no relationship there. However, if I think about my relationship with my wife, right? She's someone that I saw, was attracted to, decided I wanted to pursue. I spent some time. I had some conversations. I checked in. Like I built a relationship with her. And now here we are, you know, 12 years later, married with two kids. And, uh, you know, I think kicking butt and taking names. The difference is, it's a silly example, but the difference is some of us take our goals and we put them on the wall and we're not sure what to do with them. and, And if I write them down, statistics go up. If I write it down, I'm more likely to achieve it than if I don't. So even if that's all you do, just write it down, you have a better chance of hitting it. But just like if you wanted to pursue a relationship with a person, it requires frequent check-in, frequent communication, some adjustments, some pivoting. That's like what we do with our goals. So we say, all right, I'm not just putting it out there and hoping that I achieve it. I'm going to actually be intentional on taking steps getting some feedback, getting some data, making an adjustment, being intentional, giving it the time that it desires or that it requires so that I can actually achieve it. That's the best example I can give you on how to have a relationship with your goals. No, that's great. Yeah. So it's it's not just writing them down and maybe posting it, you know, on a, on social media, which is a great first step, not discounting sure. the, the yeah. accountability that can give you to, to put it out there, but it's an ongoing relationship and it's an ongoing connection and check-in and conversation, even with yourself, to see how you're doing, to check and adjust and break that down. Like each week we're saying, what's the one thing I need to do this week to be on track to hit my goal for my milestone to this annual goal for the mm-hmm. month? And then for the month, what's the thing I need to do this month so I'm on track for the year? And, and you're doing this weekly and monthly. And making these small adjustments over time so that you stay on track. And maybe you fall off track by a little bit, but by checking in weekly and monthly in this format, you're never going more than seven days without making an adjustment if you do it correctly to course correct, to get back on track and learning along the way and making these tunings and these fine adjustments, even sometimes to the goal, because when you start at the beginning of the year, you may not know enough about this area, this industry or this thing that you're trying to do. And you can kind of tune up your goal. But the point is like you stay engaged in that process. That's the relationship. It's it's ongoing. Right. Yeah. And it's not just the learnings, right? Again, just to that same point, it's the celebrations. So again, think of your relationship. With you, you, we celebrate birthdays and holidays. Like you sell, you accomplish a goal, you celebrate it. You know, you get the data, you get down the path a little bit and realize, hey, and I, I set this goal and it turns out I'm going to achieve that way faster than I thought. Let me, let me increase it. Let me see how far I can really push myself. But, but. Yeah, exactly right, man. Checking in and making adjustments and celebrating it's it's it sounds it, it sounds really really simple when you think about it about a relationship with a person. It just can be a foreign concept because most of us have never been taught that. And it does require building a little bit of of, you know, new habits in our lives. You know, like what's the habit of how often do I check in? But the more you go down the path, right, of doing this having a relationship, it's just like Again, the relationship with the person. If if you called your best friend and your screen was cracked on your phone, you couldn't see the name, but you heard the voice, you would recognize them. You stay really in tune, really connected, and really um, aware of what your goals are as you continue to check in and make adjustments with them. So um, build the muscle. Give yourself some grace in this relationship. There's going to be highs. There's going to be lows. 
There's going to be times you're winning and times you're failing, just like in a relationship with a human or an animal, right? But but you don't just stop because you want to stop. You continue to pursue, you continue to get better, and then you continue continue to win. That's great. I mean, you talked about habits. I think there's something important to mention in, in this, this process about habit formation and alignment with your goals. And that being such a powerful lever to pull to, to create what you want. It, the, there's enough awareness out there in most cases about the, the power of habits, Atomic Habits, very successful book, awesome book. And there's a lot that people know about habit formation, I think. But what's unique about the way that we approach it is that you use this this goal setting to the now process in the four and one to identify all the way down to those weekly activities. Like, what's the the habit I need to form that's going to propel me to where I want to get to for the month and the year for my goal specifically? Yeah, yeah. It's uh, of course we're at the beginning of the year, right? It's mid January, and and I was doing some research, and I found that it was something like forty eight percent of people when it comes to new year's resolutions, want to exercise more. And we're talking about behavior change. Exercising more is changing our behavior, right? And then what, we, what they went on to say something like only 9% of people successfully achieved those new year's resolutions and 23% can quit by the end of the first week. Now, this is where it got really interesting to me because 35% of the people who quit in the first week or who quit overall listed the reason, number one reason that they are quitting is because they lost motivation. Mm. So what that tells me is that we set this goal that requires behavior change. And then we get into the goal and we give up on it because we lack the motivation. Whereas if we can break that goal down into a habit, it's a small behavior change that we can consistently do that keeps our motivation high because we're getting wins throughout the day or throughout the weeks. We're way more likely to make a massive change to our behavior and and achieve our goals. So habits are critical, not just because like we, we don't want to set habits just for the sake of setting habits. We want to set habits because they help us achieve a much bigger goal because you have to understand as you go down this, there's going to be hard parts of your goal pursuit and you got to stay in the game long enough to get a win. So yeah, that, that was some cool research that I found that I thought might be helpful. Yeah, you know, that's 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 really helpful. And I think it's important to say you know, at the one thing, we as an organization and this podcast being a part of that, we're on a mission to transform how people view set and achieve their goals. And we're we're here as a as a means and this podcast is a means of of projecting like a megaphone to help people on this journey. And our organization yeah. is is we're building everything uh, on our side to to do that, to help people transform the way they think about goals, transform the way they set them and really help them support them on the path to achieving them. I think it's a great opportunity to talk about some of the things that we're doing this year at The One Thing and and uh, that can be tools for you to to become a part of this process and, and like help us help you achieve anything you ever really wanted. And Mark, why don't you, if you can, share a little bit about, uh, from your perspective, what we're up to this year at The One Thing that could benefit someone on a journey of achieving their goals. Well, the biggest thing I think we're doing is we're really being extremely intentional around this support. And so um, whether it's talking about going on habit formation challenges as as an entire community, we're going to have four of those this year. Actually, the first one kicks off January 18th. So, you know, it's um, but that doesn't mean you if this if you're hearing this after January 18th, you can't jump into a 66 day challenge. Like if you see that you want to form a habit start. And what we're saying is our community is going to consistently be forming habits together throughout the year. So if you're hearing this in February or March, that's okay. Start, like start forming your habit. Now we're going to be there to support you. Um, you know, we talked about that tool, the, the 411, like how do we break these complex goals down into actions and how do we uh, check in with other people so that way we can make adjustments and get some insights from other high achievers. We, we call those our weekly community connects. Those happen every single week. And then we have a monthly group coaching call where, you know, we, we specifically coach a member of our community to be successful or share, share someone's journey of what they've learned as they've been living this process for the last several years and ups and downs, highs and lows. This, this month in January, we got to talk to Ken Rosengren about his journey, him and his wife's journey and how having these high level conversations allowed them to be out of their jobs for nine months this year, why they took care of a family emergency and how they came out ahead, even while losing their income for nine months, essentially. Like that's powerful stuff. We've got uh, these, what we call boot camps, Chris, where 
if you're really looking to dive into all things, the one thing and get up to speed quickly, you know, there's these, these workshops between throughout the year, four times a year, where we're going to take you on a crash course to get set up. So you have the tools, resources, and knowledge necessary to start living this at a high level. And then one of the things I'm most excited about is what we call the living the productive approach workshops. And this is really like taking your goal setting journey to the next level and giving you some great insights, great tips, great resources. So that way you can then really, really ramp up your success this year. And then there's probably more that I'm forgetting about, but that's just <laughs> kind of the highlights. Yeah. You know, you talked about something I think is important to call out. It's people, they don't achieve their goals because they give up on them and it becomes something you lose focus on. Uh, you know, you get to the new year, it's this opportunity, so much momentum behind setting goals, resetting the opportunities that are in front of you. And then, you know, a week, a lot of times, two weeks, three weeks, a month, two months, there's a pretty, pretty steep curve drop off on, on those goals that you've set and, and the likelihood that you're going to achieve them. And it really, in my opinion, comes down to a couple big reasons that we've, we've talked about. One, you fail to form a relationship with your goal. Mm -hmm. the, the other is you, you lack a community of support to help yeah. drive you to this and keep you ultimately accountable. In addition to that accountability, having an accountability framework, some kind of tool, some kind of place to write your goals down and, and support that relationship that we talked about. And then just some general knowledge about goal setting and achievement and having a, 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 a resource and a team of people that their job is to go find this information and bring it to you. And that's, that's what we are trying to provide. Uh, at a higher level than we ever have before this year inside of our membership. And you did call out those those things. And we are doing the, what we're calling, like you said, the Living the Productive Approach workshop series this year, a four-part series uh, of workshops that really focus on the the journey that someone goes through throughout the year. Each workshop's different, uh, roughly one per quarter. And it focuses on focuses on the common challenges and, and the journey and the components, the milestones that you hit as you go through a year when it comes to that that goal achievement process. We've got the weekly community connects that Mark leads, and uh, he's he runs those every week. And uh, inside of those, you you get some of that community support and accountability and tools and resources around the four one one. We've got the boot camp workshops, which the concept behind those are if you're new to the one thing or if you want a refresher on everything that we do and we teach, mm -hmm. it's a it's a boot camp training to go through and and get caught up on all the best practices that we recommend around habit formation, goal setting, and goal achievement. And we have the habit challenges. Always a good time to form a habit, but we run, we're going to run four 66-day habit challenges this year. And then we have on the other side, inside of our membership, a another podcast, our member-exclusive podcast, the Be Productive Podcast, where we really focus more on uh, the specific uh, details of the one thing approach and different components of that into more of a training focus. And those are some really wonderful benefits for you uh, that we're committed to uh, in our membership to help you transform how you you set achieve your goals. Yeah, I, and and all of that is great. Let me be very honest; like it's it's all super great. And the thing for me, we talked about this earlier. Seven circles. Which one stands out more? The last two years at, at our goal setting retreat, which happens in November, I have found personally that the the circle that has the greatest impact on all the other six is the is the key relationships. And so personally, through our membership community, I've had the huge benefit of getting to know five or six other couples that we've really been intent around like a, a common goal. And that was building wealth. But what that has evolved to become is, you know, hey, if, if life shows up, like I mentioned, Ken, Ken Rosengren's one of those people and life showed up and how can we support him? And we've built this network from this community of high achievers that, uh, that is just so powerful. It's changed our lives in so many good ways that those, I, if I'm, if I was a member and I wasn't on the team, right, I would be leveraging these workshops to go build relationships with other people inside the community. Cause that is where you can have so much power there. There's an African proverb, right? Chris, that says, if you want to go fast, go alone, but if you want to go far, go with others. And this mm -hmm. is a great, I mean, we've got thousands of members who are high achievers that are interested in living this process and supporting each other. And that was a big challenge I had whenever I was a member five years ago, I was using a 411, but I was just like using it with myself. I had no one to review it with and to check in with. There was, it was the accountability person was me. And I was tend to be a little bit too soft on myself, as you can imagine. Right. But, but through this community now there's opportunities. If you don't have 
a structured organization that's going to lead you through the process, the community can become that. And you can form these relationships with people all across the world. My friends are all across the United States that um, have helped us increase our net worth and our marriage. And we get on a plane to go see these people because they're some of our closest relationships and they come directly from that membership community. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, no one succeeds alone. And mm-hmm. you know, find a community of like-minded people that want to achieve their dreams. And, and we are on a mission to, to support our community and our network and doing that in every possible way we can. And we hope you guys can be a, come a part, become a part of that community. And if you want more information about our membership and to join us on this journey to set crazy goals and achieve anything we ever wanted, check out the one thing.com slash membership for more information. And we hope to see you there. And we're committed to doing some really great things this year. Yeah. Yeah. You, it's so to, to bring this back to the pyramid, right? Those that community is a place to be able to share your priorities. And when you have other people that are, you see winning and, and as a member of that man, your, your productivity naturally goes up because you're seeing other people win. you see the system working, you see, you know, getting insights and questions, like there's so many, so many layers of value to it that, um, I won't, we won't spend a bunch of time on it, but cause you know, we, I think we've said enough, but it's definitely worth consideration. I'd love to see okay. you guys consider that. Yeah. Well, we hope to see you guys there. And Mark, if if you could have the listeners take one thing away from the conversation today and all the great things that you shared, what would that be? Man, uh, I, it's such a hard question to answer because I, our listeners are in such different places. So, you know, I would say if this is brand new to you and, and you're just figuring this out and you don't have a vision for life, give yourself permission to start designing what you want and build the plan back. Go do the goal setting to the now process. If you're not clear in your core values, that would be where I, that's a huge place that I would encourage you to go do. If you've been around for some time, um, I would encourage you to, to go look at the membership thing because you're going to find so much support for all these tools we talked about and vision and all, all this comes up so often in our communities. It's our language. Um, I would say, consider that. And not as a sales pitch. And if nothing else, right? Nothing else, go go download in the free resources, go download the 411 and take a shot at taking your goal, breaking that down into the priorities for the month. And then what do you need to go do this week? That's that's your productivity piece. You can live out the entire one thing approach on one document. It gives you so much clarity, find clarity for the day and go start kicking butt. Awesome. Thanks, Mark. Guys, come check us out at theonething.com slash membership. We want to see you there. I'm confident and I believe wholeheartedly that we can we can do some really incredible stuff together. So Mark, thanks so much for being on the podcast today. And thanks, everybody. Have a great day. Thanks so much. Thanks for listening to The One Thing Podcast. If you're a bold risk taker who wants to dream big and achieve a higher level of success in your life or business, visit theonething.com. There you'll find information on one-on-one coaching, our exclusive community membership program, and customized workshops that will help you get your team or organization aligned and rowing in the same direction. That's T-H-E, the number one, dot com to start living the life you've always dreamed of today. Be sure to follow the show to stay up to date on weekly episodes, guest interviews, and more. Plus, we would love to hear from you. Send us a voice note by going to speakpipe.com slash the one thing or email us at podcast at the one thing.com. We'll see you next week.